Welcome to On The Hill Podcast. Okay, all right, and we're back for the next episode of On The Hill. On The Hill, On The Hill. And today with us we have a um, good friend of mine. Good friend. Um, decent friend. <laughs> He's building it up. Um, now brother-in-law. Yep. Correct. Yep. Um, son-in-law. Yeah, son-in-law for him. Uh, supporter of the podcast, we have Tommy Wampler. Hello. Welcome, Tommy. What's going on? Nothing much. Swing by on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we had our pilot yeah. last time. And we decided to have our first guest here, Tommy yeah. Wampler, with us today. Yep. And he, um, a couple things about him. Obviously, he just got married to my sister, what, two weeks ago? Yep, two weeks ago. It's been a long two weeks. Is she, uh, <laughs> is she, is she, <laughs> long? <laughs> well, somebody's sleeping outside tonight. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, when, um, so it's been a long two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It feels like kind of the yeah. honeymoon phase is still going. You know, it's just finally dying out where, you know, you're realizing this is it forever. Yeah. As well. well, I had to live with her for 18 years. So, so welcome. I yeah. understand. Yeah. Welcome to the married life. I love you. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, we we met Tommy several years ago and then um, he made it through the introduction of meeting oh, our God. family and it's kind of a... <laughs> Oh yeah, we're talking about that. <laughs> we'll have to bring this up. So, um, some of you, you know, know us, so you can kind of picture it. Some of us that, that don't, maybe first-time listeners or or what have you. Um, little E will kind of break it down, lay out the format of, of their first date and Tommy's first introduction to our family. The craziness. Yeah. So night one, I remember uh, it was already me and Frankie. That's my wife. <laughs> and then I knew Megan was bringing a new new boyfriend over. Yep. And there had been some past ones that I, you know, didn't approve of. So <laughs> expectations weren't weren't high. And then um, in comes Tommy. And uh, he already looked like he was not in the right place <laughs> when he walked in. Because we were, we were mid-dinner. There was uh, music blasting within 10 minutes. My best friend, JC, showed up. He'll be on here, too, with a... Uh, Beer belt on. Mm, the, what, what, what do y'all call it? The uh, what we the call truly it? belt. The claw belt or the truly claw belt. whatever That's he had. What in it was him. yeah. So he had, he had six basically six trulys or seltzers in his on his little waistband. And as the night went on, there was dancing. My mom was in the living room singing, dancing. Megan and Frankie were doing TikTok videos. This could not have been uh, more than what a month. I think I've seen Megan. Yeah, maybe. and this is your first time meeting everybody for real. Yeah. The and, entire family. And, and dad had, you had that little box drum. Yeah. It's right over there in the corner. Beating on the box drum. So he was playing along the music. Me and JC were yelling, screaming. There was like an electronic cat toy fish flopping around on the floor. And I look over and Tommy's just like, if you can't see on YouTube, he was just I'm sitting there thinking I'm silent. going to get the hell out of here and this is not lasting. <laughs> <laughs> so hang, hang on. So, so right, say that again. Make sure, yeah, get a little closer to that mic and hey, hey. break it down. What, what exactly did you, what were was, you thinking? This was a one and done is what I was thinking. I was thinking I need to text someone to call me, get me out of here. For real? Did you really think that? I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just out of my environment. Uh, I really never drank before meeting y'all not saying that was a bad thing 
Holy shit. Everyone was drinking that, was that night. What's that supposed to mean? Well, everyone was drinking that <laughs> night. Music was going crazy. Um, I probably hadn't gotten drunk in multiple years, and, you know, that was already out of my environment. Well, now you're wasted like every weekend. All right. No, I'm kidding. That's for a different podcast. So, yeah, but so, I mean, everybody was drinking but me because I don't drink. But, yeah, but, but you were he's acting right. like you were. I mean, you were pounding oh, yeah. on that drum going crazy with the rest he of them. He probably thought I was drunk because <laughs> when you've been sober a certain amount of time, you know, so when you drink, it does kind of, you know, um, if you have mental illness or, you know, whatever problems, it either makes it a lot worse or makes it more subtle. But in this case, it was just him on a first date with my daughter. And then, you know, like any father, you want to kill the person that's dating your daughter. <laughs> so so I wasn't being, I don't think I was rude. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Everyone was super welcoming. But like I said, I mean, I, I think we loved every minute of it. I met you everyone for the first. Awkward. Oh, no. Yeah, we enjoyed your awkwardness. I would be in the videos and the shots and everyone was going crazy. You'd see me in the back just sitting there looking scared out of my life. <laughs> so I think the good thing is that um, uh, the Liverman tradition continues, that I certainly got a lot of people to drink over the <laughs> before I became sober. So, you know, I've been sober 18 years. I think that's accurate. But it's maybe 19 this year. But anyhow, the point is, a lot of people that got drunk or became drunks or first-time drinkers were yep. at the hands of uh, of me. So years <laughs> ago, not not saying I you, think. not my son. I'm saying like kids I grew up with and stuff, and they always blame me for it too. You know, so <laughs> blame you for well, Tommy it. just blamed us for it. So yeah, so we we contributed You're to right. your You're you welcome know, your alcohol intake. <laughs> <laughs> so how much did you think you drank that that first night? That first night, I think I was, I mean, I was trying to make a good impression, right? So I came over, you know, very prepared for a nice, calm night, meet the parents, and it turned out to be anything but that. You know, I didn't want to drink a ton and, you know, embarrass myself, but it seemed like I was almost embarrassing myself more by sitting there doing nothing. So this is like, <laughs> this is like a, uh, all right, so take away, you know, the barriers that you were up against. Sure. But this is what they commonly call peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From parents trying to get their daughter's first date, or not first date, but family date to get to get drunk, essentially. I mean, I'm not saying I was doing that, but that's how you felt, right? Peer pressure. Uh, I mean, trust me, when JC was over there and he finished six white clothes and put them in his belt, I didn't know what I was up against, okay? <laughs> no, he was in the chair asleep by 10.30 p.m. <laughs> he was. He was. So um, how did you, make, you and Megan meet? Uh, we were both working at the same place. Um, I was a manager, and... We just kind of hit it off after talking for a bit. Um, started off a little rough. Uh, the joke we always make is uh, after our rough beginning, I asked her out a few times, and every time she told me no. And finally I said, all right, I'm going to give up. And I asked her one last time. And she said, all right, I'm going to give the city a chance. She then went she out with me. she finally said yes? Yeah. So she said no the whole time? She said no to me three times in a row, three wow. days in a row, where I asked her. And yeah, Was this before the beard or after? <laughs> This was, I think, before the beard, actually. Really? So maybe that's why. That was why, yeah. yeah. Maybe it started growing by the you third day. See, he had a, <laughs> a beard he was growing down to his, his nipples was the goal. Yeah. And it got down to his chest. And you can't see this guy had hair no. down to his nipples on his head. Almost. <laughs> I did have long hair. Why the nipples was a spot, I, you know. I look the same, I think. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a few extra pounds at the moment, but yeah. So, um... All right, so where'd you grow up, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, I grew what? up in the same house, same place, uh, down in Henrico in Virginia. I never moved. I don't remember a different house. I lived in the exact same house, and, you know. So you grew up in Henrico County? Yeah. And you have a brother? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, brother, he's older than me. Um, he now lives down here as well. So everyone's kind of in the same southern area nowadays. And then growing up, you had um, your best friend, David. I've, I've met. He was part of your wedding, too. Yep. Best your best, best man. Awesome guy. Maybe we could have him on the podcast. Mm, good, good. Yeah. And then um, after high school, you got into... Uh, Hang on a minute. What kindergarten? Where did you go to kindergarten or uh, elementary school? <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. Where? I mean, just can you think of the name of the school? Yeah, it was Ridge Elementary down Ridge in uh, Elementary. Henrico. What about preschool? <laughs> hang on, hang on a second. So, like, when you're in uh, middle school, <laughs> when you're in elementary school, was it like uh, K through five, right? Yeah. Uh, and then middle school six through eight, high yep. school nine. Because right. yep. some some school districts districts are different. So. All right, so you're in middle school, uh, elementary school. Um, was any any teacher that you know you looked up to, or I can't say I did. I know one I didn't was uh, my fourth grade teacher. Uh, I remember very vividly one day we entire class failed a test, and she sat up in front of us and cried. Terrible teacher. The entire class. She cried. She cried. She said, I don't know how y'all did so bad. Um, I tried my hardest and y'all all failed me. And I went home and I remember <laughs> telling my mom and all the parents flipped out on her. Uh, nice. She didn't last long. But Now, did yeah. you have a teacher that... Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. wait hang on. So this is be before <laughs> SOLs or after? Or this SOLs or in elementary? Well, this was before. This was probably, I'd say, 70% through the year. So I'm thinking right. maybe most of the class was doing pretty awful for the whole year. And hmm. maybe her job was on the line. Maybe she wasn't a good teacher. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, she... Probably the they told her to step it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then well, and then I mean, you guys did not turn your back on it. <laughs> so really, I guess I was you know I was thinking about like for me in elementary school, right? And I'm, I'm well, trying. To, this is yeah, that's gonna be my next question. Yeah, so this is what happened to me in elementary school was um, <laughs> I remember you know, uh, and I wonder if you had a similar incident. I mean, you're married to my daughter now, so I mean I, I get it, but um. All that we're, we're honest here, it's honest. Good. But I just remember one day I got in trouble for like looking up the teacher's skirt or something like that, and I was like, "Jesus, that's that's what you meant by look up to." Yeah, not, <laughs> look up. It's nap time, man. So I was like, you know, he wasn't sleeping. Well, you don't stand up sleeping, shit. So I'm laying on the freaking ground. Teachers doing the rounds. I guess I kept moving with her or something. I don't know. But you crawling on your back, like doing a little crab crawl or something. I thought she was doing it on purpose. I mean, God, how the hell? How did we get here? How you know? old were you? third grade i think <laughs> so eight but hang on i failed second grade so i, I had to put that out there so <laughs> no one made you say that one well i'm saying so i was probably nine well okay well that makes All a difference right. <laughs> i was like i was a year older than most of the kids She's like ooh the old, nine the old year boy old. in the class that's weird well I, yeah i don't know how it happened but i just remember thinking what am i seeing here and then um you know meeting with the principal and then i guess my mom later that night you know or something but I remember uh, you ever get those, the teachers who you might have a little crush on or something, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they would walk by you real quick, and you get that like brush of cold air against you, and you, like their their perfumes. Yes, that's and what I'm you, saying. And you get like the shivers up your spine. The only thing I remember is in elementary school with the heels on the hardwood floor mm -hmm. clicking down the hallway. Yeah. Is that good or bad for you? Eh, I mean, it's always good. It's a nice little satisfying click. <laughs> Reminds you like the old Van Halen, you know, hot for teacher, but that's, you know. Yeah. I mean, as I was song, that was big back in the day. Back in my day, anyway. But yeah. anyway, I, I don't know how we got off on that. But um, <laughs> the only thing about this teacher was I think she was like, you know, in her 60s or 70s. Oh, my so God. God. I'm not sure. Come on, man. Yeah, but uh, I was a kid, so. Nine, nine, year old, nine years old. Come on. 960. Yeah. I didn't know my place, you yeah. know. And, and was the, it the heels or was it the? I, 
thing was just that that uh, I think she wore flats. She's pretty old, so so you really had to be trying to look up there. Pretty long dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I, I think it might have been the librarian, but anyway, it, I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was the 60 year old. Honestly, I think might have, I think that makes more sense now. Yeah, I think it was in the library. But anyway, I guess what I was asked was, did you have a moment like that in elementary school or junior high, like with a teacher? Definitely not elementary school. I can tell you that. Um, maybe in high school, but I can't think of any teacher now that I didn't have many good looking teachers. Yeah, I'll be I, honest with you. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Well. I, don't think I, I had did. I had one. She was my math teacher. She, everybody was hyping her up. She was getting married. I don't know why I'm telling this. And then the next, well, you're human, man. I mean, it's not, then, we're not. So doing. everyone's hyping her up, and she was super excited. She was young, fresh out of college. Wow. Yeah. And then, like all the boys loved her. The girls loved her because she was getting married. And that's awesome. Yeah. And she was showing pictures of her and her fiance. And then the 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 week after. The wedding, she wasn't at school, and then she came back, like, after the honeymoon, we thought. Right. But was, like, like droopy, um, like, bagged under her eyes, looked miserable, came in, like, a hoodie and stuff, and we're like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And he cheated on her the night before the wedding, and she found out the day of, and they did wow. not get married. That is a major blow. That, that, yeah, that's a low wow. blow. Wow. What the well, I did have uh, one teacher now. You mentioned that brought up a different memory. Um, it was my senior year, and she was a history teacher. Oh, boy. And everyone liked her. She was younger. She was all right, I mean, to be completely honest. But um, all the kids liked her, and there was always this rumor going around that she was sleeping with students. And obviously, I feel like the hot teacher, that rumor kind of always goes around with them, right? Yeah. About two years after I graduated, see it on the news. Wow. Teacher got arrested for sleeping with students. God. So, so you were like, what? What, yeah, what was your problem? I mean, exactly. You, like, what was? Why were I getting slept with? What happened? <laughs> did you have her as a? Did you, I did. Did I had her. Wow. I was in her class. Yeah. I was Maybe doing you great. Had too good of grades. Yeah, that was the influencer. She was married too, which was wild. Well, so <laughs> yeah. So we had a. Uh, all right. So we're, we're going to move on the time in a second, but yeah, I had a. Um, so you know, I'm so old now that um, a guy I used to be a partner with. Mm-hmm. And um, name is Mike, a poli- but, police partner. Yeah, police officer. Yeah, not yeah. I'm married. Not domestic. Domestic partner. <laughs> not that I'm against. It. I mean, I'm all. And we're gonna have a show about that too. That's yeah. If you're an adult, do what you do. But two consenting adults. Hey. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So we're just trying to love is love. Man. Love is love. You can't help who you love. Um. Tommy, anyway, Tommy loves history teachers. <laughs> he did. <laughs> they don't love me back. <laughs> she knew your history. <laughs> But anyway, so um, a friend of my my partner at the time, his daughter was a senior at the same high school, Thomas Dale. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm allowed to say that. But anyway, um, she did an interview on me with a certain, like for, uh, she had to do a professional interview and, and write a paper about it or do an oral presentation. But the teacher she did that class for was still a teacher. She was a teacher that I had when I was in Thomas Dale. Mm-hmm. And um, when she's, she heard the name, she's like, you did it. You interviewed uh, Eric Liverman, he's a detective. He was like one of my worst students. <laughs> and, and and she was, I guess, you know, kind of making fun of me and stuff. But anyway, um, when that, when Mike's daughter told me about it, I said, um, well, do me a favor. Ask this particular teacher, I won't say her name, about this particular other student that I was in class with when I was a senior back in the uh, 87 uh-huh. that apparently years later came out that she was sleeping with. <laughs> so and she asked her. Yeah. She goes, you ever heard of this particular student? I won't say his name. And uh, she's like, she said, uh, the, the Mike's daughter said she never even uh, 
spoke bad about me again or never mentioned him. <laughs> treated this particular student, uh, treated her a lot nicer after that. So she, her she grades. stayed quiet. Yeah. Stayed quiet, man. Shut her down. Grades went up. Grades went up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the rumor was true. So, yeah, I mean, you just, you know. Blackmail, man. Yeah. Blackmail. Yeah. That's it. Minors will do that to you, I guess. <laughs> Shoot, Mr. Liverman wanted me to ask you, do you know so-and-so? Mm. Or remember so-and-so, and it was like, hello. <laughs> That's bad news. Yeah, I mean, we all, you know, got stuff. But anyway, it was pretty funny. That was some of your detective work. Mm. Yeah. Put into use. Put it to use, man. Yeah. You started I mean, young. Intrigued, man. <laughs> well, started young. So does she. So does she. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I'm not advocating any of this, but... um. You know, a lot of times you got to think you're you're only a couple of years older than these kids at school. Particularly, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays you might have a twenty year old as a senior. <laughs> well, <laughs> <no. Yeah. laughs> they have a cutoff. But yeah. <laughs> What's the cutoff? Um, it might be twenty. I mean, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Is there a cutoff? I think I had a nineteen year old at my school one time. Yeah, same yeah. deal. A different teacher slept with him. I mean, can you be uh, walking in with your ID like? To a club, and when you're walking into high school, 21. Be 21 with a 40 yeah. coming into school. Yeah, yeah. You can't say anything. You're 21. Uh, yeah. That's, there has to be a cut. I should know, but I don't. I don't teach high school, so. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, you know, we're making light of it, but certainly um, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, we're don't, not be, don't be that person. Sleep with people your own age. Yeah, sleep with people your own <laughs> age. Not that you're teaching. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know. Particularly in high school. Yeah, we're talking about kids here, so. Yeah. I guess they're 18, but I don't know what the hell people do. But anyway, let's move on. So, Tommy. So Tommy, after, uh, after high school with your history teacher. Sure, sure. Did she inspire you to go to school beyond high school? Yeah, I went to college. I got my associates in business. Okay. Did absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> well, 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 that's not true. <laughs> you're actually. Well, you, didn't, you didn't go past the associates. No. I, after I went to a community college, you know. When you're looking at kind of the numbers of a university and how much debt you're going to be in, mm. a little intimidating not doing that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And after two years of community college, what did you do after that? I think I was unemployed for a solid year. I think I sat at home. I did nothing. Um, I didn't get off my ass until I got ragged pretty hard. And I went and got playing some, some World of Warcraft. Man, I was playing some League of Legends. League of Legends. Yep. Sorry. Playing everything under the sun, staying up till 3 a.m., one day, he turned my life around, you know. Got a front desk job at a gym. I said, okay. this ain't going nowhere. I need to find a different job. I started looking at other options, and slowly but surely, I fell in love, started getting promoted. Um, same place I'm at now. I'm yeah. a general manager now at same company I started, I think, about three and a half years ago now. Yeah, and we won't name it, but um, unless you want to. No. Um, and then that's actually where you met Megan, too. Yep, same place. I mean... It almost means a lot to me at this point, you know, the gym, more than just a job, kind of. Yeah. Because yeah. it introduced you to your your soulmate, your, um, I don't know, annoying roommate. Yeah. That's how I would say it. I don't know. <laughs> I had to live with her for 18 years. Come on. Oh, I thought you meant your, when you married your wife, they became your annoying No, I'm just roommate. talking about Megan. Not your wife. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm Me- a, Frankie's perfect yeah. in every way. Right. And I, I about she, to say, she never like annoys add, me. I like to edit ever. this part out. She... <laughs> <laughs> We never get into arguments. It's always, it's always my fault. Well, you know, it's so it's fault. pretty interesting is um, we asked you that question about college because, um, you know, we pushed our kids to go to college and all that. But really what we're, I think what we're trying to point out is, and this is in, interesting because the current Virginia governor has made 
I think he took 90% of the state jobs that re, that in the past. I mean, this is like last week or the week before, and he made them where you don't have to have a college degree to have these mm-hmm. particular jobs. Yep, I saw that. I so I think that. there's a big push for, um, you know, we got people are, are seeing now that going to college is not necessarily the way to go. So the amount of money it costs, plus, you know, um, I'm not exactly sure why the governor did what he did. I mean, I know why he did to make these jobs more available to more people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that, you know, we're seeing a trend and of people going to trade school and doing other things aside from going to college. Yeah, right. there's, we need a, there's a lot of – there's a need in the country for other professions to be filled. So, so I think that's awesome. So the reason you know, Eric and I did kind of set you up, we wanted to highlight the fact that um, what you've done – without going for a four-year uh, degree. I mean, I think that's awesome. That's what it, that's what it says. And, you know, it, that has a lot to do with your this, your intelligence, your work ethic, and all that. But, you know, um, you said sitting at home. What, what was the push that got you out of the house? Your parents, maybe? Oh, it was definitely my mother. Um, she would be <laughs> on me 24-7 every day. I mean, it didn't matter what I was doing or where I was at. It was, hey, have you applied to jobs yet? Hey, do you have a job? You know, it got to the point to where, you know, it was almost souring the relationship, you know? So I was like, all right, you know, and obviously I knew personally that I need to get up and do something, but you know, I think that's the hardest part without a degree, at least with a degree, you know, like, you know, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, with plans change, plans change. And even, I mean, with a business degree, you know, if I were to get the bachelor's, it's so broad and that's kind of why I didn't want to go for it. You know, I can start my own business, but that seems also very daunting at first. And well, that's it, what I, I tell, because I, I currently teach for, I've taught for five years, and that's what I tell kids, because not all kids, but it's a big thing where not just laziness, but just everything, kids expect everything like in a second. Yeah. They expect, like, I'm not good at this, I, I'm going to, I quit, or I can't learn this math equation, I give up. Yeah. Because there's usually the Googling everything and having it, within seconds they're used to playing video games and beating a level every five minutes and moving on to the next level so it's like yep. constant gratification and i just I, I think school whether it's grade school or moving on to um college and then even when you start any job there's a level of there's a learning curve you have to do All right I mean, every job has a, a week where you sit down and on a computer and watch videos and take a quiz well, I think the, whether it's safety, whether it's whatever. So I think having any kind of experience to like put a test on your calendar or like tonight I'm going to study for this test. Like, yeah. It helps with any job. It helps in your life, planning, doing taxes, whatever it might be. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I don't know if you guys hear that. We have an alarm clock in here. <laughs> Our great granny got that for us. Yeah. All right. There we go. So I guess that'll be on the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what the hill is about. So you were at a point. See, you know, so kids go. I mean, I'm older now, so I can see it. But you know, when you achieve a goal, let's say you graduate high school, you're like, what's next? Yeah. Well, the, what's next is you got to have that next goal. So the next goal is that responsibility. That's where the whole when we talked about on the uh, first podcast, the pilot is. Part of being on the hill is your your responsibility to climb the hill, and the hill is life. And and along the way, you know, you may come to a curve or a, a bend in the road or crossroads. And that's kind of what you did. So you're sitting around, 
you got a high school, you're excited, and every kid goes through this. You think you're going to take on the world. And next thing you know, it's like, dang, ain't, ain't nothing out here to do. So, you, you know, you kind of fall into this, um, you know, maybe depression, anxiety, whatever, until somebody kicks you in the butt. Like your mom said, hey, get up. Right. And the same thing happened to me. I mean, I graduated high school, barely graduated high school, stayed at home for a year, basically just doing nothing. I don't think it was a year, probably a couple months. And and then uh, my father and mom were like, yeah, you got one month to get a job or get the hell out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be on your own, but anyway. So I mean, that's that's part of the positive message, and you know, I think a lot of kids expect this instant gratification, and the problem is that that's not how life works. Because um, even you know, this is something that's been happening for you may you guys were part of it, but I saw it as an as an adult, where sports leagues at kids levels went from like when you played soccer at the Y. Mm-hmm. Hell, we don't keep score. We just you know we're just doing this for fun. Well, life keeps score. Yeah. 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 So when I was a kid, we, we kept score. We had little league baseball, soccer wasn't around, football. It's the and, whole uh, participation trophy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a winner and loser. So then, um, you know, the the problem with that is when, when there is an obstacle in people's way, they just give up rather than realizing that, yeah, life keeps score, you know, and life is, you got one life, that's it. Yeah. You know? So, you, you know, you've got to work at it. Nothing's going to be given to you. So. I think people are seeing that now, but yeah. So I think, you know, your story is a success story and that's, that's kind of why we want to, you know, point that out. So I think one of the most difficult things that people don't understand, which I mean, I think I didn't understand was, you know, right out of high school, it seems like the easy choice is college. You know, you, you don't have to make another big decision, a job, you just kind of pick a college and move on. And, uh, I was never the greatest in school. You know, I, I usually got ABs, you know, some C's, but you know, it was, it was a struggle. And going to college, same deal. You know, I struggled. I, I would pass, but it, it was just like racking my brain every day. I hated it. I started thinking, you know, I'm just not smart enough. You know, I can't learn. And I think that's where I really like started breaking out of my slump after that year because, you know, I started going online, finding things that, you know, I enjoyed. I realized I can pick up on this stuff really quick. But when I'm in class and a teacher's teaching me, you know, about the 1982 war that I'm not interested in, it goes one ear right out the other no matter how hard I try it. But if I, you know, maybe turn to finance or, you know, maybe I turn to sales or, mm-hmm. you know, something else, uh, I can pick up on it, learn it and memorize it extremely quick. So I think, I think a lot of people get stuck because they go to school and, you know, that's kind of what people think you need to be good at. You need to be able to get bachelors. You need to be smart enough to do this. And after those people, they'll get all that and they go nowhere because they're not smart in any other sense. Uh, yeah, common sense goes a long way. Yeah, I think that's what plus you're, helps. you get cornered in one spot. So and I wonder when you said you, you just, there's a leap you got to take to move on to the next thing, or right? Well, and then Tommy said something about he the date he would didn't care about the what? Remember he said it was a date on a test you were taking or a class oh, yeah, you were yeah, taking. Yeah. I was wondering if he had hung out with that history teacher if you would have done better in history. <laughs> I think you said 1982. I don't think any ha- any yeah. anything was going on in 1982. See, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't interested. I'm not sure. Maybe I was anyway, too busy looking at the teacher. I don't know. So we're all pat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was just messing with you. So 82. Um, I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Nah, Maybe that's why I remember. Middle school. Yeah, because you graduated in 87. 87. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were. You guys weren't even born yet, man. Oh, no, that was. It doesn't happen. I mean. 12 years know. before I was born, at least. Nah, 14. (laughs) 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 I guess I didn't do good in math either. (laughs) I actually like math. Yeah. So, So, I'll go ahead. So, yeah, that. No, you go ahead. You want me to go? You want to flip? I can go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors. On shoot. 
So he, he won. Yeah, I think we were going to lead into next question was um, you talking about the uh, your interest like in money and stuff, saving money. That was right. actually where I was going. Right. Mm. So I don't know. Um, how about the crypto market? Can you kind of? Because I don't know a daggone thing about it, but you, I remember you telling, uh, talking to us about it, and then, right. You know, I think most people would like to know something about crypto. Now, does this also go hand in hand with you saying you learn stuff on your own? Right. I think that's where it really all kicked off. Especially, I had a few people who were also really into it. It's harder when you're learning from a screen, but when you know someone who's also into it, it's easier. Um, but crypto is actually in a really interesting space right now. Um, a lot of people don't know crypto is basically just an online money source that's unowned by anyone. So like, you know, USD, dollars owned by the government, where mm-hmm. let's say Bitcoin, anyone in the world can use, spend on anything. And there's no governing source that makes it worth more or less. It's kind of up to the people, which makes it unique in a way. And there's no more getting printed. You know, mm-hmm. there's a finite amount. And once it's all, you know, kind of bought up, then no more can be bought. So it's not, it's deflationary is kind of what people say. Hmm. Uh, even right now, it's kind of going up and down, but long-term it should be deflationary, just like gold, silver, anything like that. Any resource where there's not an ability to produce more of it, mm-hmm. it makes it more of a deflationary currency. Um, but that's what makes it so popular right now. Yeah. And people have, feel like they have to go get it. Correct. Yeah. People feel like they kind of need to dip their foot in, whether it be an individual or really what fluctuates is companies. You know, I'm sure everyone's heard Elon Musk talking about, you know, Bitcoin or sending Dogecoin to the moon when he launched his thing, you know, mm-hmm. all kind of him joking around. But in a sense, he, you know, even his stock is almost fluctuated by the price of Bitcoin because his company owns so much of it. Yeah. Um, but it's in a weird spot right now because I don't know if y'all have heard the government's trying to erase like kind of hard money mm-hmm. they're creating. I think it's called it, Fed now. Is what it's called? Yeah, they're trying to make it all tap to pay and digital. Yep, all digital. Yeah, and I've heard things from. I think it was the governor of Florida. Actually, I saw a clip on. He was talking about how certain places have banned, let's say, a big gulp, and you can't buy big gulps anymore. And you know, with electric cars coming out, certain places have. Uh, I think in the UK, they've limited the amount you can charge your car and drive. Mm-hmm. And he said, once all money kind of goes digital like this and you don't have paper currency, the government can come at you and say, hey, you, you can't know, spend right now. You can't spend right now. Yeah, you can't buy Slurpees because that's not a necessity, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of limit your bank. So when you try and scan your card, it just doesn't go through, you know. You can't charge your card today because, uh, you know, the energy source is running low, stuff they're, like that. They're already doing that out in the West Coast. Yeah. So you can charge your car from five to seven. Yeah. You can do this from whatever time. And it just keeps kind of slipping down and getting more and more like government controlled. So something like Bitcoin, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what government you're under. It doesn't matter anything, you know, you can take it and exchange it. It's worth money, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of uncontrolled. And even USD, as much as you think it's safe, I think the average currency has only ever lasted 80 years. I don't think any currencies last more than 80 years. Yeah. Um, that's like the average lifespan where they usually switch off and go something different because it fails. Yep. So it's a little it's, scary to think about it that way. So with Bitcoin, um, the, how, has that benefited you at all, the investments you made in it? Yeah, I've, I've done a few different. Um, the main ones I, mean, I you don't have to get into your personal investments, but I mean, yeah. Um, like when how you much per- money do you have, Tommy? <laughs> what is your network? When you purchased a home, did, did, you, did that Bitcoin or the investment in that play any role? Or 
It didn't, but I mean, the only reason it didn't is because I have kind of a, a mindset where I want my investments to be my retirement. I don't want my investment for a bit, um, especially when I first met Megan. And this kind of is what turned me onto this mindset. I was trading Ethereum. And at the time, I think Ethereum was worth, oh my God, I have a picture on my phone. I remember I took, it was $177. Right now, I think it's worth, I want to say 1700 so if you had bought $177 worth, now you could sell it for, you know, close to two grand. At one point it was worth four grand, but either way, um, it was very volatile. So it was going up very quickly. It was going down very quickly at the time. No one knew where it was. It was this new thing kicking off. I remember being out front of this house actually, and I was talking to you and your wife and I was with Megan and I think I made $80 in the sense of 30 minutes while y'all were talking, but I was buying, selling, buying, selling, buying, selling. And it kind of started consuming my life almost seeing how, how quickly you can make money so fast, but you have to always be looking at it. And it kind of soured me to that because it almost was consuming my life. You know, mm -hmm. I could be out drinking with you and <laughs> I would be, I, I told Megan at one point, I said, you can take my phone away from me. I would be wasted making trades. And I was like, this isn't smart. I'm making financial decisions with, wow. you know, a couple thousand dollars. Don't drink well, and wasted. trade. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not some alcoholic. I don't, he just pointing fingers. So every time I'm with him, he makes me drink <laughs> and trade <laughs> and, trade. <laughs> and trade my crypto. No, for, but, for me. Yeah. Um, it kind of turned me on to the mindset. Thank you. More long-term kind of just putting it in it, sitting and waiting. You know, if I, if I trust it'll go up, you know, if today I'm down a hundred and tomorrow I'm up 2000, you know, no matter what, I'm just going to hold Was, it. It's the same with guys until like, retirement. Cause I did a little bit like sports betting and stuff. Once it got legal in Virginia, yep, people scary. were dropping hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars a week on yeah. on these you know football games and but then but then these people i, I mean I, I understand some people are are down deep but like they would get into like tennis and then they would get into ping pong and then yeah, they'd so be, they start betting on tennis and they'd bet on anything they possibly could just so yeah, they could so, get I mean, a dollar yes yeah, that yep. rush is that adrenaline or yeah. like, oh my god did you see the uh the ping pong tournament in hong kong last night it's like no. no. And what's really it's, scary is those people, you only hear about how much they win, right? So you'll hear, oh, I, I made $200 today, I made $300 today. And same thing with crypto. But then, you know, on the back end, they're losing $1,000 the next day, but they're not telling you that. You know, no one wants to talk about their losses. So it makes you want to do it more and more. And it's kind of a toxic environment doing stuff like that, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, all the money I have in my finances and like stocks is planning on staying there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. Money man. Yeah, because I mean, um, aside from the position you have at work, you said general manager, you, know, you just recently purchased a home. So that's, yep. that's pretty impressive. And a vehicle. And, and a brand a vehicle. new vehicle. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, all that, you know, so these, these people are set on this mindset about, you know, having college and all. So um, I'm glad the governor did what he did. And, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm glad that, um, you know, there's plenty of jobs out here that a degree only shows you're trainable particularly at the bachelor level. It doesn't do much more than that. Yep. Most jobs, that's an entry level. But anyway, I, I'm not down on people who go to college because some people, you know, they grow up during college, but mm -hmm. you know, but it's not a necessity, you know. So I think that's cool and that you're so successful, you know, without all that. I know you got an associate, so I think I left that out when I said you graduated, graduated yes. high school. But anyway, yeah, I think I think it's great, and I think it's, it's admirable, and I think, you know, a hard work ethic is what it takes, some yep. common sense. Correct. Yeah. Was it cool to think that you went to high school, got your two years done, worked your way up the ladder? I mean, you started I – mean, you're hiring the people that you started as. I mean, the craziest thing is, you know uh, – 
it was a lot bigger of a difference when I looked back on this when I just bought my house. But three and a half years ago, when I started as front desk at you know my job, I didn't have a car. I lived with my parents, mm-hmm. and I was single. And you know, three years later, I bought a house. I'm married. I just bought a new car. It, it's kind of mind blowing to think about. You know how hey, yeah. down I was. I, I was at floor level. You know, I had no savings. I had nothing. And just in a few years from starting out at the smallest position at, you know, a local place, you then can you, move all the way up. Then you met the Livermans and came to the hill and then all 180 yeah. that night. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> that night. <laughs> that was that, that, was it. It was that night. Essentially, that is the, the life of the hill, man. Yep. That's it. You're climbing the hill, man. So yep. that's pretty cool. That's, you know, that's kind of that, that what I talked about earlier is the hill. Yeah. Climbing the hill yep. of life and making those investments, making those personal investments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I agree. So what about how do you motivate your employees? That's difficult. Cause with, I mean, with that paycheck, <laughs> I mean a little bit, Minimum you know, wage. I think, I think the best management and, you know, I've kind of played around with this cause I, I've worked at quite a few locations and, you know, when I first started, it was a very, um, I would call it more of a military based approach where mm-hmm. I was very cutthroat. You know, you have to be on time. You have to be in uniform. You have to do this, that, the other, um, just make them like you. If all your staff likes you, they're going to work hard for you, you know, take the little things and kind of brush them to the side, you know, someone forgets their shirt one day, don't give them a hard time, you Make know? them go shirtless that day. <laughs> Send them home, fire <laughs> them, you know, no, but I mean, I know where I work right now is the highest employee, like retention out of anywhere. We have the highest numbers out of anywhere, you know, give or take, you know, right, depending right, on the month. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, you know, at first I thought, oh, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. it's the location I'm at, you know? I was like, oh, this is a good location. Then they moved me and I do good somewhere else. And I was like, oh, I just got lucky again, you know? And it's hard not to chalk it up to just luck sometimes and to tell yourself, you know, yeah, something I'm about doing you. Well. Right. You're doing the right yeah. thing. But, so, I mean, you yeah. know, you said, you know, have your employees like you, but they also respect you. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, they don't. So, they, and this is an old adage, but is anybody ever respected position? It's harder to get somebody to respect the person. Yep. So, I mean, and I've heard, and you're being a little modest about the fact that um, a lot of things you do for your employees, you try to help you, help them out if they if they need if they're in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that that make the difference. You know, if you're a supervisor that leads by example, people will follow you. If you're somebody's pointing fingers and, and making out demands, but you know you won't be the one to clean the toilet or something because you're the boss. That's not my job type attitude. Yeah, was, nobody, nobody's gonna follow that. It's treating everybody like a person. Yeah, not exactly. a number. Yeah, and that's, yep. I mean, that's pretty much. That's anything you do. It's a life lesson. Yeah, I mean, treat even, all people you meet with respect if you can. Right. Even piggybacking off that, yeah. I mean, I've been told that you know when I go, they're like, I've never seen the manager in here, you know, and clean up the bathroom. I'm yeah. like, well, don't have a guy today, so I'm doing it, and everyone's blown away by it. They're like, normally it's just trashed when no one's here. So. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Tommy Wampler, anything else you want to say? Plug? Anything big going on in your life? I mean, nope, already got married. So, <laughs> I mean, next yeah. up is kids. So, hopefully, that'll be what's Ooh. big going on. But, yeah. Which y'all just went on a honeymoon, too. We did. Where'd y'all go? Went to uh, KOA down in uh, North Carolina. That was okay. a lot of fun down by the beach. Pretty pretty poor weather, but, I mean, there's a lot to do out there. So, it was fun. Had a cabin, right? Yeah. Nice. So you rented a cabin down there and um damn what's it called? Rand Road Rodanthe. Rodanthe. Yeah, yep. I think there's a movie about that. <laughs> Love and Rodanthe. Mm. Yeah. Featuring Thomas Wampler. Not Thomas, sorry. 
Tommy, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Is that your name, Tommy Lee? Tommy yeah, Lee. That's my name. Damn, Tommy famous Lee. drummer, man. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Lee. Everyone thought my mom named me after that. And uh, it was my brother naming me after the kid on Rugrats. <laughs> wow. Your brother named you? Yeah, they couldn't figure out a name for him. Mom wanted Randy, and Randy my dad Savage. was like, "I don't want Randy." <laughs> I wish it was Randy. And my son points <laughs> TV said, "Tommy, Randy. <laughs> Randy in the house, Randy don't, Wampler." Don't get, almost as good as Tommy Boy. <laughs> don't get Randy. <laughs> so yeah, so I, one more thing I think we were going to try to talk about was um, I don't know how long we've been talking, but. Uh, has to do with home security. Okay. You sure. just bought a new home? I did. Yeah. So when Tommy, you know, when he got married, um, you know, so I'm a retired cop or whatever, but, um, you know, my kids were raised to respect weapons of all types. And um, this is just something I want to put in there. But, you know, you, you came to me talking about guns and what you might want to purchase. And yep. um, what did you end up getting? I got a revolver. Um, it's just kind of a small, simple one, but, you know. Yeah, so you got like I think it was a Ruger thirty eight. Yep. First, you're trying to buy that damn the Judge. Oh, I still want the Judge. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. That looked nice. That might be the second gun I get. Yeah, that's a. I know it shoots slugs too, but it's yeah, she's like a four ten round. Yeah, it's like made for a small shotgun, and then um, I think it will rack your wrist. Though. Yeah, a short a forty four, some <laughs> type of forty four mag. No, no. Uh, mag. I mean a, a forty four round, forty four bullet. But anyway, so we went to buy. We went together. Yep, and this guy Tommy was sold on the um, he was sold on the actual the judge. I don't feel allowed to say that on here, but I think uh, what you yeah. call makes it. Um, hey, we can name out of Brazil. Yeah, it's a Brazil uh, company. Hold on, I don't remember. But anyway, keep talking. So Tommy's, you know, he's he's, he's got this about has a receipt in his hand, and I'm like, do you guys have any ammo for this freaking gun? <laughs> yeah, need to I want to say the store, and guy like, well, actually, we don't. And I'm thinking it's the Taurus. Taurus. So I'm like, how the hell are you going to buy a gun but not have any freaking ammo? <laughs> well, we can order some for you. And it's like, okay, well, you know, if you buy a gun today and you don't have any ammo, you might as well just bought a freaking hammer or some shit or like a spoon. <laughs> Smack them around with <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, this is a metal device. as long as a bat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You, you might as well just have a bat. I mean, throw it at them. Yeah. You, but then you throw a gun at me? <laughs> It's like $300 yeah. baseball you just threw. People like guns kill people. No, people, you got to pull the trigger, but more importantly, you got to have, some, gotta have, gotta some have ammo. ammo. You got to have some bullets in there. So anyway, um, he ended up getting this Ruger uh, 38. Or was it a 357? I can't remember. That was 38. 38 special. 38 special. So, yeah. So if you buy a 357 Magnum revolver, mm -hmm. you can fire a 357 round and a 38 round. If you buy a 38, you can only fire a 38. Yeah. Okay. And then, it, uh, so that's just the difference. Just kind of like a, uh, um, well, we won't get into all this, but talking about rifles like the uh, AR-15. Yeah. If you have a uh, five five six, you can shoot the two two three round. And if it's just a two two three rifle, you can't you shoot can't the five five six. Yeah. Just a, a little bit of variance NATO. in the size. NATO. But anyway, the reason <laughs> I, we wanted to ask you about it was, you know, if people are watching, and a lot of times people ask officers this, is what kind of gun should I get for home security? Should mm -hmm. I get a gun? And um, if you are going to get a home defense weapon and you're unfamiliar with weapons, and I'm not, this is no slight on you, is sure. you know, 38 is something that's very mechanical. The cylinder spins, the hammer drops, hits the igniter, and, and the bullet goes off. Whereas these semi-automatic handguns that have magazines, or some people call them clips, mm -hmm. there's a more chance for failure and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more chance to jam. Yeah. yeah, and then you're having to rack the slide, get the lodge bullet out. Yeah, tap rack, reevaluate. 
There it is. Yeah, I really want something that both, you know, me with, you know, coming to the range and stuff, knowing how it works, could use as well as, you know, my wife. So right. So you, you want to, right. You want a weapon that you, like, if you could have shot, you could have got, you should, could have shot the judge, no problem. Yep. That 410 round if you had ammo. But the other part is, um, can your wife fire the gun? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. You want something that you can use that, that everybody in the house can use. I mean, not kids, but your, your spouse. Yeah. So, because for me, it comes down to, the bad guys aren't going to come in unloaded. Yep. Just by assumption. No matter. And, you know, I, I having a wife and future kids and my own things that I own, I don't feel comfortable without a weapon in the house because that would be, be my worst nightmare. Yeah. Coming in, someone's, you're outgunned, outarmed, and then you're, right. you're, you're the next victim on the news. And that's, you know, I think it's, okay to protect yourself it's okay to protect your things protect your people yeah if you're at home so i mean you know when i was a cop and and, and most people that would break into somebody's home was when they weren't home they they kind of yeah. watch the people they ring the doorbell they make sure nobody's home then they break in but if somebody breaks in in your home mm-hmm. you can only assume and you only have seconds to, to to make this decision is they're here to do some harm and you know if you don't have a weapon you're pretty much at their mercy unless the police are going to get there, but you can figure that response time is at least eight to 10 minutes and eight to 10 minutes. That's a pretty long time. Yeah. That's a long time. So, you know, what I'm, I'm, I, don't know how I started this, but I, 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 maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. But anyway, um, home defense is, you know, whether you carry a weapon outside your home, that's a, that's a whole nother topic for another time. But, you know, home defense, certainly you'd want to defend your family. I would hope yeah. all people should defend and you have that right to defend your family. You should. So, because yeah, you don't even have a guard dog. No, I've got a cat. He's a little cat. You know how aggressive he can be. <laughs> oh, he's aggressive. He's not like me. Yeah, and the other thing is, Which you know. Which sad because when, when your wife got him, I'm going to say Megan. She'll be on here soon. When she got him, he was like my best friend. Yeah, he loved you. And then as soon as he moved away and met Tommy, Tommy, I think Tommy's whispering in his little ear right. every night. He's like, kill Eric. <laughs> yeah, I think kill. that, you know, you know, that's what he did. I got some of your socks. I let him smell it. Sprayed him with a water bottle after. Sprayed my underwear. Got him upset. Condition response. Pavlov's dogs. Is that what's, is that what's happening? He can smell your underwear from my house. I mean, <laughs> when he's, I don't need to bring it over there. When he smells your underwear or socks, they spray him with a water bottle. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and now the result is gone from like... I'm training him. Yeah, so Pavlov, he had the dogs and he rung the bell. Yeah, they, their yeah. mouth would, they would salivate. Well, in this case, it's, you know, Tommy's cats. Wampler's uh, cats. Wampler's the cat. Wampler cat. He does not, he, yeah, swats at me, hisses at me. Wow. That's what it is. Like, man, mental he's conditioning, he's be man. Best friends, mental man. conditioning. Yeah. Mental conditioning. He really changed. I'm going to Megan now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've butted heads plenty, so. Yeah. Didn't have to do much. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, we're, we're, I will say, um, appreciate Tommy in many ways. You definitely changed Megan's life around for the better. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Well, and, what is this, um, like a praise Tommy day? Vice versa, too, honestly. Yeah, man, he's. Damn. Best manager in the county and state, maybe in the region. I'd say in the world. We'll say, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> you wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> Just to start. And then, um, you know, you uh, now raising a cat to to come against me. So, yep, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So last, well, last, let's end this with something funny. I guess. Sure. What do you think? Well, I want to say, what, oh. what is what is your Daily motivation. I know you like to work out. I know you like to um, 
I mean, you work at a gym, but you also care about your nutrition and fitness. Sure. So what, what gets you up every day? What gets you going? I mean, if you want the honest answer, it's money. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of people get that misconstrued. <laughs> <laughs> money, man. Well, is the evil patriarchy. Well, is what I'm saying, right? Right? Um, no, I got you. I mean, that's the cha sound effect. I, I think what it does is, you know, if you have a lot of money or enough to at least live comfortably. You that's know, right. You, your life is great. You know, you can support your family. You can do all of these things. Um, you know, if I don't have a job, obviously, then the family suffers, the house suffers. Yeah. I want to have money to be able to make a good life, right? So I don't care what I go to work to do as long as it's making enough to kind of make my life better, then mm-hmm. that's all I care about, you know? So almost saying money is just saying kind of like family, you know? That's kind of what gets me up in the morning to support them. That's right. And staying healthy. You stay healthy for your family. Yeah, about 50-50 stay healthy, you know? A couple of Papa John's here and there, but I work yeah. out every day, so. <laughs> well, you're there every day. I'm there yeah. every day. I don't have much of an excuse. <laughs> Some days I, I can formulate one to not work out, but yeah, generally I don't have much of an excuse. It's just consistency. It doesn't oh have God. to be perfect, but yep. as long as you're doing something. Every single day. Yep. So, you know, so you work at a gym with, where um, in this particular gym promotes a lot of bodybuilding. I'm not going to say, we don't yep. say the name, but I mean, I guess with that in mind, I mean, you're surrounded by people that are um, experts Yeah, in, I mean, in the field. That's the best thing, you know, being able to, you know, have all these people who know so much about something that, you know, you might think you know a lot about when you, when you meet someone who that's all they do. You know, they can fine tune what you're doing and really help you out. And, you know, even with the gym, self-motivation is difficult. But when you know someone sitting there like, hey, did you work out today? Hey, mm-hmm. what are you doing today? Do, do you do that plan I told you to do? You, you really don't want to, you know, let them down or, you know, right. show yeah. anything like that. The pressure's on. Yeah. A little friendly competition too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, very competitive. As yes. I know you know. We but all know. With everything, I'm very competitive. So This man know. with a cornhole bag. Catch Deadly. Me. Catch me in Super Mario Party. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> well, that's something we didn't even talk about. I guess so we'll annoying. end it with this. I mean, big time, you know, gaming is a big part of your life. We just oh, totally yes. left that out. Yes. Yeah. So you said League of Legends earlier. Yep. Rocket League. Yep. You were beating mine. What's the first my one thing? The What's the first one called? It's called League of Legends. Um, League of Legends. Aren't League. It? It's really popular around the world, but I don't know, man. It, I am just. And it's really its, its own universe because it has a bunch of, I mean, they have artists come in and make songs for the video game Lil Nas X was this year and they have full trailers that are cinematic yeah I mean it's better than movies that you watch in the theater so yeah. and I don't even play I just know off of what you showed me it's mm-hmm. like this is all for a game and mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy it's really so what did cool. you say was this year something was this year it was Lil Nas X he made the um, I forget the name of the song but he made a song for it uh, generally it's more it's less Americans kind of because the, the game's very popular across seas like in china and stuff like that but um they usually get really popular artists to come in and make songs every oh, year okay so that was an artist you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. he's a he's what, like a rapper what's his name Lil nas x oh little nas x yeah okay i, I, thought, yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. I thought it was a he made that song old town road sounds like a that's where he blew up no oh. to the old town road uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah i remember that song uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i guess okay i was just wondering so um obviously there's this huge industry around it mm-hmm. right league of nations right legends legend, legend. Yeah. what the hell is it <laughs> <laughs> what is it called league of legends it's called league of legends it's called league yeah it's league yeah it's, it's like league. this table right here the league of legends oh yeah, damn well, i'm hill, just curious <laughs> i right, said so then what else you said super mario Oh, yeah, we used Mario to play Super Car- Mario Party at their apartment. And, they, I mean, you, everyone in the whole hallway knew Tommy was winning. Yeah, they don't play with me anymore. Uh, your your wife, actually, 
She said she would never play with me again she after did, I won she, one time. She did say that. And now I can never get them to play with me. That was a couple of years ago. <laughs> so we're losers, man. That's what well, I'm saying. They, they no, could, there's a big difference. They call me a sore winner when yeah. really they're sore losers. All right, so you we'll, end, right we'll end with this kind of theoretical or whatever. So I'm getting mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I think it's a great. Palms are getting sweaty. <laughs> so um, when you, <laughs> so remember the saying is it's not whether you win or lose; it's how you play the game. It's whether you win. All right. So what does that mean to you, Tommy? It's not how, whether you win or lose is how you play the game. I mean, be, be real. What is? How does it? What does that mean to you? Uh, you just said it. That means nothing to me. It's I win or I lose, and I'm going to be the winner. If, if I'm not, not the winner, then I need to improve or I need to not do it anymore. If okay. you're not first, you're last. That's Ricky Bobby. Yep. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. When I'm not first, I'm mad. So I, mean, I will be mad. So, so for you, no, no kidding. I mean, it's like you want to win at all yeah. costs. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. You know, if it's something I, I know, like let's say golf, I know I'm not going to win. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well. But something like cornhole, when y'all introduced me to it after day one, what I said I get good up. at this. You never played that shit before. I had never played no, cornhole yeah. before I met y'all. He learns quick. Now, what, there was a game you lost twenty-one to zero, I think, a couple weeks ago. I remember that. Thank right, you all so, for all right, joining us for- on the pod. I said, yeah, I remember that. But I so, I. Same thing for Eric. Okay. What's so, my mentality? Yeah. So it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. I mean, people say that shit, but you have yeah. an idea what it means to you. Um, I think I do like to win, but I've, I mean, I think any loss is a chance to get better. Just like Tommy said, I, I don't go into every, anything or everything thinking I'm going to win every time. But I mean, if you learn from your losses and right. use it in, to your advantage in the next way, um, and I always think sportsmanship, um, being a good sport, right. during and, and after the game is is it's key. It's key. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know. So this is smarter because that can taint any anything. Yeah. So um, you know, Jordan Peterson, uh, he's he kind of broke that down one time, and I was just since we were talking about it, it kind of uh, popped in my brain is, you know, he he brought this up, and it's more of a way of saying, you know, if you win all the time and and nobody else wins or get a chance to beat you you're the best but nobody can beat you and never beat you at any game and when you win you're you know so arrogant and rude about it you're never gonna you're never gonna have somebody play with you mm-hmm. so you know it's and this is the last thing he gave the example of these mice the big mouse and the little mouse and they mice like to play right mm-hmm. just for fun there is no other reason they do it just they just get in this cage and you know they like to wrestle rough and tumble play is what he said right and, you know, majority of the time, the big mouse is going to pin the little mouse. Just, mm-hmm. And this is how it is. But what they found out, these studies was that the big mouse can't play with the little mouse unless the little mouse um, invites the big mouse to play. Yeah, because he can't make him play. Yep. Right, he can't make him play. And, and um, he can only play when he's invited. So if the, if the big mouse never let the little mouse, and these are mice, by the way, never let the little mouse win, he would never invite his ass to play. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, that's why y'all never that's why you play. can't play Mario bro that's dude. exactly why I can't let me win bro let <laughs> some people win, win man y'all want to come over tonight I'll, I'll let you win <laughs> so now right. if you win he'd be like you know I'll let you right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah so yeah. next time I do win that's not the reason I know you're not like that yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah right. not, your mind's not built like you that you know you never win that's a good point though yeah, yeah I thought it was pretty that's cool deep. that's pretty deep yeah so if mice can figure the shit out why can't humans you know yeah well you got people like Tommy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Winners? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I'll take that time. Well, hope you enjoyed your time on the hill. Oh, yeah. Made yeah, some man. good conversation. Yeah, pretty it's, good conversation. Cool, 
Thanks Mike. for coming in. Yeah, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Welcome to the, the Hill family. <laughs> right. I'm sorry for any anybody on YouTube. The video, we had a little video malfunction. Um, hope you guys stuck around, watched, listened. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast, we'll keep it coming. We'll have more guests. We have some scheduled right now. Yep, we do. Um, to be. I'm sure Tommy will be back too. Um, Surely. Yeah. For some more nonsense. And <laughs> Yeah, we we talk about some of the upcoming guests or not real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we're going to have um, maybe, uh, not maybe, we're having a local business owner coming in, um, possibly a psychologist, psychologist coming in, talking about PTSD. Um, so, um, And possibly some former teachers and current teachers. Right. We've had a background in um, military, music industry, things like that. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. So stay tuned. So, um, give us a follow on whatever social media platform you use, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, listen to us on your podcast platforms. And, um, thank you guys for listening to the Hill. See you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to on the Hill. Like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. See ya.